0: Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Caletta. It's the second of March, twenty twenty-two. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com, and there you'll have a selection of many podcast venues that you could hear space gab episodes on well this uh, conflict/ slash war uh, in the Ukraine it's um, causing you know issues all over the place now including space so Roskosmos, uh here in a tweet it says effectively pulling the plug on the one web launch because of British involvement in ownership of the satellites and the British stance on the invasion of the Ukraine. So that that being said, it goes on to talk about possible other commercial launches on Soyuz rockets. And uh, Dr. Marco Langbrock says I suspect many Western satellite companies will now think twice about launching on Soyuz. This is Russia effectively canceling its involvement in commercial launches. Will their already with, uh, will their already ailing rocket program survive it? And that's true. Um, what is it? Cutting off your nose to spite your face. Ah, oh, I'll tell you this. This impacts so many people and so many uh, other, you know, venues, uh, businesses and lives and, and companies and uh, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Um, and now the space industry, and this is not the only place where it's affecting the space industry uh, with the Soyuz launches. There's other things. As, as we talked about, um, and it has been being talked about, the ISS, Uh, Right off the bat, they thought about, you know, the ISS going to be impacted uh, negatively. But now they're saying, you know, no, they're going to still continue with supporting uh, of the ISS mission. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Because you just, I mean, this is a day-to-day, an hour-to-hour, a a minute-to-minute activity going on when you have something like this. So um, that being said, next story. Well, ULA... Using an Atlas V rocket, launched the newest weather satellite of the GOES system, GOES-T launched, uh, with upgraded uh, pretty much everything. <laughs> so, they're going to be able to use this GOES-T satellite to um, download and uh, view real-time lots and lots of weather data. It's a, it's an upgrade to the uh, satellites that are already up there. And, uh, today I put a little... Uh, link on my Twitter feed, which is twittercom mike underscore Coletta, where you can see this story and many others that I'll be talking about. You can actually see the GOES 17 satellite that's in orbit now, seeing and sharing this image of the GOES T launch. So you can actually see, you know, GOES sees GOES is what it is basically. GOES-T launch, as seen by GOES-17, so go check that out. you got to look pretty close, because um, you can see, though, the rocket, uh, as it climbs, very clearly on this GOES-17 satellite image, GOES sees GOES. Well, Space News is putting out a story. tweets out, Congress presses NASA for more details on Artemis. Let's see. Congress presses NASA for more detail tar- details on Artemis' costs and schedule. There are Members of Congress press NASA for more details about the management and overall strategy of the agency's Artemis Lunar Exploration Plan. So, hmm, what's going on behind the scenes? Uh, money, money, money. Uh, I guess probably they're seeing the, uh, same thing we're seeing, uh, possible delays in its future, and wondering what's going on. Uh, It says, at a March 1st hearing by the House Science Committee's Space Subcommittee, members of both parties said they were impatiently waiting for long-promised plans from NASA on how Artemis will be managed while ensuring it supports eventual human missions to Mars. Let's see. By all accounts, Artemis is facing significant challenges. The advisory boards, reviews, and audits are sounding warnings, said Representative Don Beyer from Virginia, chair of the subcommittee. Schedule delays and cost growth years in the making. A confusion mismatch of contract types and untried approaches to organizations and management are just a few of the concerns that have been raised. Ooh, busted. (laughs) Hey, don't they understand this is government contracting? (laughs) This is what happens. This is standard operating procedure. Trust me, I was in it for decades (laughs) uh, on the government side. This is just what happens sometimes. But in this case... Uh, they're looking at it very closely, and we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Our programs, although they were pretty uh, important space programs that we managed, um, this Artemis is, you know, is out there. This is this has got all eyes on this program uh, because it's new. It's something new. It's not a, uh, a tried and, and proven program like like we had that I managed in the past. But, um, so they're going to be looking at something like this. And, you know, something new. Sometimes you got to expect exactly what they were talking about here. Because it's new. But we'll just see what happens. So, Congress taking a, a closer look at the Artemis program, uh, costs and schedules, and other things, I'm sure. Something else from Space News. The U.S. Space Force selected General Atomics electromagnetic systems, and Orion space solutions to each develop and launch demonstration satellites for weather imaging and cloud characterization. It says the Space Systems Command announced the selection in a news release February 28th, but did not disclose the value of the contracts. Hmm. So, um, looks like they're uh, upping the ante here on the uh, military... Weather satellites and I stress military weather satellites. Uh, the general public is most of the time not going to be see uh, seeing the data products that are be uh, will be delivered via these satellites. But um, I'm sure we'll we'll get an insight on as they're developing these satellites and. Um, until, you know, these demonstration satellites are launched. So we'll be watching, actually, the launches and things like that. And these are just demo satellites. How much um, the, of the uh, actual finalized product will be incorporated in these demo satellites, I do not know. And the article doesn't really mention that. But it's a very intriguing article. If you'd like to go to my Twitter feed and click on that article link, uh, General Atomics and Orion Spacewind contracts for military weather satellites. SpaceX is preparing for another Starlink satellite launch scheduled for tomorrow, Thursday. An additional group of the uh, mega constellations (laughs) of Starlink satellites will be going up. And uh, I'll be talking about a little bit a different subject here in a little bit concerning Starlink satellites, but hey tomorrow the launch of a Starlink satellite you know i I don't know if people are still seeing these um satellites once they launch uh being reflected the light being reflected back to earth like we used to see those satellite trains uh after launch all together, all the satellites you know forty something or fifty something satellites all in a row you know through the sky, and people were wondering what it was I don't see as much of of the of that uh subject anymore I don't see pictures being shared of the satellite train so Maybe they're not reflecting as much. I know they're going higher, as I talked about last podcast, how uh, Elon Musk is setting the uh, satellites higher in orbit. Maybe that's the re- reason why, but probably not. Maybe they're just still coating uh, the, these satellites with non-reflective uh, material or paint or whatever they're using up there, like they were planning on doing. So uh, well, I'll, I'll have to look into that to see if anybody is still sharing those, those photos. But Starlink Satellite from Kennedy Space Center tomorrow. Looks like Rocket Lab has launched another satellite with its electron rocket. Uh, Let's see, Rocket Lab says the Japanese stri B Radar remote sensing satellite has deployed from a kick stage after reaching the mission's targeted orbit nearly 350 miles above Earth. So, all goes well for the latest uh, Rocket Lab Electron rocket launch, putting this Japanese satellite into orbit. Another from Space News says the Defense Department's Space Development Agency announced once again on February 28th it awarded Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and York Space Systems contracts worth nearly $1.8 billion to produce 126 satellites for a global communications network in low Earth orbit. Uh, The agency awarded three contracts, $700 million to Lockheed, $692 million to Northrop Grumman, and $382 million to York Space for the transport layer uh, Transkeed One. Each company has to deliver 42 satellites by 2024. A total of eight bidders competed for the three awards. Woo! so... Looks like the DoD is getting into the uh, mega constellation of satellites, communication satellites. Actually, this I think it's, this is more like a an internet type thing. They said, uh, well, global communications network. So it could be either or. Um, yeah. So wow, 100. What did I say? 126 satellites uh, going up. So um, yep, competition with <laughs> OneWeb and and Starlink and. Uh, Wow, more and more going up. Not only uh, private companies, but now the uh, Department of Defense is getting into that uh, lots of satellites uh, up there uh, venue. So um, we'll have to watch what happens with this one. So three companies, 126 satellites for their global communications network in low Earth orbit. Eric Berger tweets out that Axiom Space said the company is planning to launch its initial module to the International Space Station in 2024. And he says, it sounds like if push came to show that Axiom might be able to accelerate to a free-flying station by 2028. So I guess um, they had a, a telecom, uh, a virtual telecom, uh, last week, and uh, talked about the Axiom space modules in the ISS uh, things like this, so uh, they gave some updates on some of the dates and what what could happen remember I was talking about in past podcasts uh, the different modules that axiom space is going to be attaching to the uh, the now international space station iss and then in the future those could be decoupled possibly and uh, a free f- uh, flowing space station free flying space station of, of the axiom brand would be uh, up and up and at the atmosphere at, uh, at the distance that the ISS currently is, and possibly if it had capability it, it will have to have capability to uh, increase or decrease its its orbit uh, you know to, to avoid space junk, of course, as the ISS has been doing and other satellites have been doing but uh, so that was just a little bit of a update that Axiom and NASA gave uh, to the media. Well, something else uh, impacted with this uh, Russian and Ukraine war that's going on right now. Um, Their Internet in Ukraine, I guess, uh, was cut off uh, pretty much, you know, with power and other things like this. But the Internet connections uh, were cut off. But guess who stepped up? Elon Musk stepped up uh, and using his SpaceX Starlink constellation, uh, he was able to send, uh, deliver, Starlink dishes to users in the Ukraine. A whole bunch of them. Uh, Jonathan McDowell says, SpaceX successfully got their Starlink dishes to users in Ukraine. And according to this report, they are actually working, providing Internet, independent of local infrastructure. Kudos to SpaceX, he adds. Well, um, you know, they that includes, you know, Dishes and terminals and a whole bunch of other stuff. So um, they've got an Internet. Once again, thanks to uh, SpaceX and Elon Musk over there in the Ukraine. Uh, Once again, if you'd like to read more on these articles that I'm just kind of giving a summary about, go to my Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta, and you can see all the articles I'm talking about in their entirety. Just click the link. Well, I've seen uh, this short story on quite a few media outlets. Uh, This one that I have a link to is just from VOA Asia. I guess um, Sunday, I guess uh, previous Sunday, North Korea uh, launched, tested a camera system uh, that they're apparently going to be using on a future spy satellite. So they've got a camera being tested now. yeah, they still have um, capability to put satellites in orbit as they did in the past. Um I and, uh, it was interesting when I was I talked to you a little bit about uh last week I talked to you a little bit about the the Air Force space fence and how I used it to track orbiting objects using that signal from the space fence, that's now defunct. Now they, they've decommissioned it. But when I made that uh, coat hanger, Yagi antenna, an amplifier system was was looking at pingbacks from orbiting objects, satellites, and things like that, uh, back into my backyard and then reporting on it. I had a little website that I shared the, uh, the, the data that I was uh, receiving. And uh, Discovery Channel came out and did a little uh, a story TV show about what I was doing along with other you know, the space fence itself and things like that. But um, I was tracking those uh, North Korean satellites when they went up. Uh, uh, and they, uh, you know, people were saying, oh, those satellites aren't up there anymore. They're tum- they tumbled and came back to Earth. Well, they didn't. And yes, North Korea can is capable of putting satellites up in orbit. And they have. They have. So now they're thinking about putting up another satellite up there with a camera. That'll be interesting to see. Um, who who hacks into something like that, or if they make it uh, foolproof where you're not able to do it. But I'm sure we're going to see more about this once the actual satellite containing this uh, new camera they're testing out is uh, launched into orbit. Stay tuned! Well, the asteroid Ryugu samples are available. The Japanese Space Agency says uh, proposal registration for the announcement of opportunity for the Ryogu asteroid sample returned by Hayobusu 2 is finally open. In order to submit a sample request for scientific analysis, please create an account by March 25th. I've got a uh, link to that uh, tweet on the, my Twitter feed, and uh, you can see more and pretty pretty nice uh, sample pic, uh, canister picture they, they share there where they actually show some of the... Uh, asteroid samples once they opened up this canister. Pretty detailed picture, too, if you want to go check it out. Looks like uh, Sierra Space is doing a study on possibly uh, using their uh, landing strip in Japan to land their Dream Chaser uh, spacecraft. So, um, doing a study right now, and an article there in a link... We'll tell you a little bit more about that, but that's what they're doing. Hey, Mars Helicopter Ingenuity, another milestone. Flight number 20 was a success on Mars. It says here, Flight 20 was a success. In its 130.3 seconds of flight, the Mars helicopter covered 391 meters at a speed of 4.4 meters per second, bringing it closer, closer to NASA Perseverance landing location. So, number 20 for that little helicopter on the planet Mars. And the James Webb Space Telescope is just accomplishing things all the time, every day. Um, doing more tweaking of its alignment, of its mirrors, I guess. um, There's refining, it says here, uh, it's got some, actually a GIF that shows what it's doing with uh, these 18 points of light, 18 dots uh, of starlight from its 18 mirror segments. And what they're doing is they're trying to refine this uh, down into a single focal point, and joining these lights into a single focal point. And uh, that's what they've been doing lately. Uh, there's a pretty good article there uh, being tweeted out and uh, linked uh, via the NASA Webb Telescope Twitter account. If you'd like to go check that out, uh, this little moving graphic here kind of like shows what the lights will, you know, look like once they're refined. But, yeah, James Webb, uh, just accomplishing things, you know, beyond belief, <laughs> those people. Many people thought, you know, man, James Webb Telescope, there's so much that has to happen. It has to go right because one wrong will just wipe out so much. But everything has been going right for this James Webb Telescope. Isn't that great? It's really fun. And people are just so super stoked about uh, seeing these these images eventually, these IR, IR images from the NASA's, uh, this uh, James Webb Telescope. Space Telescope. Awesome. Well, that's it. Until next time.